it's time to move on to a very special show that we have for you. It is our inaugural 2021 Review Awards show. Yes, and and as you remember, this is actually our anniversary show. Um, this is our one-year yeah. anniversary show as well. Yeah. Um, we relaunched on, well, immediately after the Gamba test last year. Um, so it's yeah. been a year since then. And um, 32 video episodes now. This is number 32. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. I have to put up with you for all that fucking time. Oh, God. We're patting ourselves on the back. should pat myself I on think, the back too. <laughs> I think it really helps that uh, Mr. Siddharth Salanki is not around. I think I think our pod is so much better for it. He does feature in one of our segments, however. <laughs> uh, does he not? Yes, uh, we will we'll we'll get to that. Uh, we'll get to if, that. You're, if, you're, uh, if you're watching, yeah. no 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 harm no foul. We meet you. No harm no foul. Um, <laughs> and anyway, so on the show, obviously, um, we'll have a bit on the Ashes as well. Then our 2021 awards, and of course, before all of that. Into the roundup we go! Well, it's been a, both a quiet but also very noisy period in cricket. Um, There's an England-West Indies T20 series. Uh, England England's batting is basically largely just... It felt like they were still batting in Australia in the Ashes Test matches. Uh, at least for the first test, England did. Uh, West Indies actually did finally win a series. That's 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 an achievement for them. Let's, let's clap for West Indies. Um, yes, there's that. There's the. Minute, hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on. You're incorrect. They haven't won the series. There's two more games. What is. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. West Indies haven't won the series yet. No, no, no. no, no, no. So, cancel claps. <laughs> well, okay. Let, let me rephrase. They are 2 uh, 1 up in that series with two, yeah. two games to go. Right. They're one win away from winning. We've got our fingers crossed. But we are ready to laugh at Ian if they lose. Uh, in other news, an, an English cricketer scored 100 in a test match in Australia. She wasn't male. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was. I'm just. I was just really confused. It was like a sixth Ashes test going on because you had Australia on top because England dropped catches. You had an England batting display in which one batter held everything together while everyone else collapsed. It literally could have been the men's Ashes, apart from the one key fact that this time around England's captain actually scored a century. Yeah, but okay, let's put it this way. Other than Australia, he'd done it all year. Fair, fair. Yeah. But, so but, not but Joe Root really, really wanted a century in, in Australia. He doesn't have one. Heather Knight does. I think Heather Knight wins. Heather Knight wins. The England women win <laughs> all the time. You know, well, I think... I don't, was... I, I don't... Ha, compared to the England men, yes. I'm going to say I don't think they're actually winning this test match. But... No, of course not. But okay, look at, <laughs> let's put it this way. And Ms. Uh, Jimmy Amanat did say on the interview that you could have mixed teams. But I propose something slightly different. How about we have England men versus England women? Bearing in mind that neither can bat. Yeah, listen, the, the way uh, in the England women bowlers, like, the, the swing they can get, like, I'm, I do you really want to see Rory Burns try, like, flail and struggle against Anya Shepson? Like, come on. What, what do you think Catherine Brunt would do to him? <laughs> Oh, uh, uh, anyway, we actually, you know what? I would pay. I would pay for that. I, w- I would pay to see Burns and Crawley try handling that level of swing. That's true. Helen, I would probably manage James Anderson and Broad, so that should be fine. 
<laughs> right anyway uh, anyway jokes moving on jokes aside on. Uh, the situation in that game is australia have declared for 337 um and england 235 for 235 for 8 at the end of the second day's play so but when we talk about one person holding that together heather knight has 20 127 the next best score is 27 and that's come from the number 10 sophia custom so yeah they really are in um up in a bit of shit shape there, England. Yes. Um, and if they don't win the test match, they lose the Ashes series. So it's as simple as that. Um, anyway, moving right. on. Moving India on. In, the under- in, uh, we'll come to that. No, wait, hang, uh, on. hang on. We'll get to India last. Oh, okay. We need a, we, we, we'll, we'll lead into all the other. Okay, so just, just stop talking. Yeah, anyway, carry on. <laughs> The Under-19 World Cup is going on. It's been a little bit of a crazy thing for India because they had this huge COVID scare where they were only actually able to field like 11 players or 12 players, I think, at one point. They also also absolutely trashed Uganda, but that's not a surprise. Um, But yeah, so now, big news is Afghanistan beating Sri Lanka to reach the semifinals. Australia also in the semifinals, I believe, Mm -hmm. uh, as are India. I can't remember what's happening in the fourth quarterfinal. In other news, in the plate game, uh, the West Indies, I think, got absolutely battered by the UAE. <laughs> oh, right. Um, so let's not forget that. And um, oh, and it's at, sorry, I forgot. It's it's England who are the other semi-finals. England, India, Australia, and Afghanistan. Um, so that should be fun. Um, ending the roundup on a little bit of a somber note. I don't know if anyone. I mean, most people who are cricket fans would have seen this note news, but it's a bit of, of a crazy story that happened with Brendan Taylor. Um, he so the ICC the ICC banned him for three and a half years earlier this week uh, for failing to report on a, a bookie's approach. But what made it a little crazier as a story is that he came out before the ban was officially announced and sort of detailed what happened. He effectively met some people who then like got him into doing cocaine once, took a video, and then used that to blackmail him for into fixing something he didn't actually fix anything but he also waited six months or something before reporting this whole incident um three and a half year ban well, he has stopped playing international cricket anyway um it is a little freaky because we don't know the circumstances but heat streak also you know zimbabwe legend has also had a similar issue with being banned because of some connections to, to fixing that aren't really clear um, so it's, I mean, it's blatantly obvious here that there's a team of Indian bookies that are hellbent on getting into Zimbabwe and making some money yeah. out of it, and, and not yep. paying the Zimbabweans. Um, yeah. So uh, anyway, um, that's the well, that's something for the ICC. It's a bit of a harsh ban, yes. Um, but I, I have to say that I think he willingly went into that sort of almost knowing. So while I do have some sympathy for Brendan Taylor for the situation that ended up getting into. Um, I don't have any sympathy for him actually going for that. So, you know, it, it's, it's, it's it's a bit it's of a little a, bit of. I think it's a mix of like just being a little naive, and then yeah, between that and being caught in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And last but not least, on the roundup, um, India lost a ODI series to South Africa three nil. Um, we blame it on the lack of part time. Nothing else. <laughs> If anyone's seen, well, no one's seen since because it's probably like 10 minutes ago. But uh, yeah, he, he thinks that our biggest problem is that our batters can't bowl. 
I I promptly reminded him that the last time Rohit Sharma tried bowling, he literally fell over. <laughs> um, see, look now we have we have some legends in that too. We have Rohit Sharma who falls over. We have Virat Kohli who. Someone please explain the, to me about that. Just craziest action, the greatest action I've ever seen in my life. But we should remind you in the when he was in the Under 19 World Cup, he actually took the wicket of someone none other than Kane Williamson. Kane Williamson while bowling. While bowling. Um, but anyways, on a more serious note, um, South Africa were brilliant. Um, their spinners actually outbowled the Indian spinners. Obviously, flawed selection from the Indians. Let's not really go into what we think should happen in the one-day team. And the squad that's been announced for the West Indies series has actually everything that we've been thinking has been put back in place. Yeah, it's kind of. Uh, <laughs> in fact, the biggest story is that Kuldeep Yadav is back, but uh, you know we can get into that score a little bit more. But yeah, but, yeah. South Africa series is just like muddled. I mean, obviously Rohit Sharma was a huge miss because he was injured. Uh, KL Rahul, when he opens in one-day cricket, he's a little too slow. Also, we have this. Annoying issue with Indian cricket, where everyone who feels any sense of responsibility responsibility then bats really stupidly. So we all you've had all the criticisms that Achar Rishabh Pant has to bat responsibly. So that means yeah, he should be striking at a strike rate of seventy. Oh, for oh, as oh, as possible. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, slow down. Hmm. You actually feel that? Hang on, Rishabh Pant has to bat with a sense of responsibility. No, no, hello, hello, I'm hello. I'm not saying this. I'm saying all I'm, of our. All of our genius Indian commentators, people like you know, led by someone like Sunil Gavaskar, is like, "Acha, you have to be responsible. You have to bat responsibly. All of that, and it just neuters our best batters." KL Rahul, cap, standing okay. captain for the one series, minute. That one minute, one minute, had that sense of responsibility, batted like shit. One We've seen him when he's captain for Punjab, he bats like shit. When he's T20 opener with no captaincy responsibilities for India, bats like a dream. Okay, so. First, let me address Sunil Gavaskar. Okay, and I say this to with the utmost respect, Sunil ji, we love you. You're an absolute legend, but trust me, after your performance at the 1975 World Cup, whatever you have to say about one-day cricket is just completely moot. I'll see. The, you know, we, forget 1975 World Cup. Even the highlights we looked up for as part of this, uh, part of the Mohinder Ramanath interview. I'm sorry. The way he got out in the semi-final and the final, he's like poking outside off. That is a. Can you imagine if he were commentating on that shot? Yeah, Sunny commentating on his own shots. That should be. I swear to God. Oh my God. <laughs> that would be such a fun YouTube video. That would be a fun YouTube video. Um. So yeah, you know we're putting our hands up for that. Anyway, coming back to uh, Indian cricket. Um, I think KL KL Rahul A is a very timid captain. Um. Uh, I, this is one of the one place that I actually agree with Sanjay Mathekar. Um, but I do think he gets a bit overawed by it. He feels a bit timid, and he's not the greatest tactically. And it does start to hurt you. He's a timid captain. We've seen it for Punjab. We're seeing it for India. So I think the problem is not that he's a timid captain. It's that the captaincy makes him a timid batsman. That's which is more. No, which is a, I'm saying it's a bit of both. I think he just becomes timid all round. Thing is, I don't know. I don't think I can judge his captaincy because honestly, these days it's never really like one about one person. All the tactics and strategies are usually thought so well thought out by your coaching teams, along with the captain, obviously. That it's like it's largely a matter of executing strategies rather than like coming onto the field and figuring out what to do. That which is what it used to be earlier. It, also, like anyway. Also, can someone please tell Kohli that you can get to a hundred? Like I think he's forgotten <laughs> now. <laughs> 
Someone showed me his, his like his ODI numbers in recent times has actually been really good. It's just that they've not gotten he there's not a single century in any of them. There's a bunch of fifties. Yeah, exactly. There's just been no hundreds. That's the only issue. It's a bunch of fifties. Anyway, um, that's one issue. The second thing is, and on a serious note, we'll end the roundup and then move on. Um, but uh, is this the last we've seen of Bhuvneshwar Kumar in the Indian Monday setup? Because Deepak, Deepak Kumar came in in the last game and he really, really he did the booby job, but he also batted. I really think it might be. I really think it might be. Bhuvi, I don't know if he's lost confidence because of his injuries or it's just a lack of form because he's, you know, had such big gaps between playing. I don't know what it is, but it really might be the end of him, which is sad because he, when he came on, he was a beautiful bowler. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but I mean, it's injuries or whatever it is, a lack of confidence. Um, it's a shame. I don't think it... Uh, Okay, maybe saying that it's going to be the last of him in an Indian one-day show, it's a bit harsh because he can come back, obviously. Um, but, and he is still young. He's not, he's on the good side of 30 still. So, it should be interesting to see where he goes. Unlike the two of us. Doesn't bother me. I, I mean, I don't know what you mean by the bad side of 30, so. Well, in terms of cricket, the bad side of, the wrong side of 30. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, that's our roundup, guys. Um, we are now going to move on. We will discuss England in Australia for a little bit. <laughs> yes, that is that. That is honestly that sound that I just made can probably sum up England in Australia. No, no. What sums up England in Australia is I. So I was on holiday and I went back home to to Bombay. Um, so I'm sitting in my in the dining room having dinner with my father, right? And this entire little conversation sums up everything that happened during the Ashes series. Oh, Sid, England are playing Australia tomorrow. I'm like, yep. He's like, oh, good. Okay, so they'll be all out by lunchtime. <laughs> and guess what? Uh, guess what? Um, they were. Uh, we wake up and by lunchtime in India, guess what? They're all out. <laughs> it started. You, you know, it, the whole Ashes mythology of Acha, the first ball of the Ashes series matters so much. It's like when you've got all these legendary moments of that. Mitchell start leg stump, half volley, not even a good ball, a trash ball that any ball, good bat, batter should be sending to the boundary. Somehow Rory Burns plays all around it, misses a, misses that, and, and gets. I get. I know. Ball no, of the series. no, but he, the thing is, uh, honestly, at this point, Rory Burns is a meme for everything that is wrong with it. <laughs> okay, you can literally convert Rory Burns' meme to sum up the English batting. Boris Johnson, um, their response to COVID. Um, <laughs> the Tories in general, and so on and so forth. It is... Oh, Brexit. How could I forget? Um, Achha, is, is this your one political statement for the episode? No, no, no. That is only... That only, uh, that only applies to India. <laughs> I'll get to that, though. That, that's a bit later on in the piece. Um, <clears throat> anyway, 
Burns's meme-worthy dismissal of getting bowled around his legs basically summed up everything that happened in that Ashes series. You literally could not watch a single ball, and you would know that that result was that was it. Oh, by the way, you did get it right. It ended up being Cornell. Yeah. Um, yeah. So congratulations. It, it, it was England went into the final innings of the final test with a chance to win and prove you right, but of course, it's England. Oh yeah, they were what eighty odd without loss, and then they collapsed and get bowled out for hundred and thirty. Yeah, somewhere sixty sixty two, I think, was when the first wicket fell, and they were chasing two twenty something. Yeah, but I mean, okay, look, let's put it this way: it Australia are not a great side. To lose to them that badly just shows how poorly prepared they were. Or rather, how poorly, how poor their batting is, because the bowlers did fine I when think, they got the chance. I mean, team selection is another issue because you know you see a Gabba pitch and then you decide green Gabba wicket, and then you decide that you're going to leave out your two best fast bowlers. Who and, and, and play Jack Leach for some reason. And, and and then when you go to the flattest possible wicket, Adelaide in that second test, straw coloured, beautiful pitch to bat on. Guess who you leave out? Mark Wood. Because they had some crazy, some genius plan of rotating their bowlers to keep everyone fit. Meanwhile, Listen, they bowled Ollie Robinson into the ground. Oh, so look, they've done it with two players now: Jofra Archer, Ollie Robinson. Who's next? They bowled Ollie Robinson into the ground, and then somehow at the end of it, Chris Littlewood is saying, "Oh, Ollie Robinson needs to work on his fitness issues." You've played the guy for five tests straight in Australia. What do you expect going to happen to him? Yeah, I mean, he even re- resor- resorted to bowling off spin in one of the games. Did you see that? Yes, I did. That was crazy. The better off spinner than Jack Leach could ever bowl spin. <laughs> huh. Why was Ollie Robinson bowling off spin? Because they dropped their spinner. Why did they drop their spinner? Because they picked the wrong spinner for the wrong pitch. So Jack Leach gets caned by every <clears> Australia <throat> batter in, in in at the Gabba. So they have to drop him, and then they don't have a spinner for a, actually probably what was a spin friendly pitch the next time around. Well, I mean, they could have picked Dom Best, but then picking Dom Best is like he's like the English version of Shabazz Nadim. <laughs> okay, maybe that's being a bit harsh on Dom Best. Oh, I thought you were going to say that's going to be a bit harsh on Shabazz Nadim. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm not sure about that one, but <laughs> maybe it checks out. <laughs> um, Says everything you need to know about both those bowlers. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, so that was you know the English, um, uh, the English bowling. Um, to be fair, they Wasn't did they... do pretty well when they had the chance. But the seamers, especially. I mean, they are a fine bowling lineup. Just as you saw, Stuart brought in the last game, um, James Anderson uh, in Melbourne, and then Anderson's most telling contribution, of course, was keeping Steve Smith out to save the four tests. Yes, with the bat. There's a great, great moment from that afterwards where apparently he tells us that apparently Stuart Broad is like talking to him about like how to bat, how to bo- play this out and whatever. And James Anderson's like, yeah, I batted before I can handle it. <laughs> yeah, you'd think after what, 160 tests, he knows how to bat before. Yes. I um, do all the record for like most knockouts or something. Does he? Possibly. Uh-huh. I don't know. Very possible. Anyway. Um, but uh, so anyway, English bowling aside, England's batting is a disaster waiting to happen. Um, Zach Crawley, who then came into the side for Asi Bamid, um, 
eventually then decides to, well, he's come out and said that these, these standards of county pitches have to improve. Um, the county championship needs to be played at a sort of more friendly time for cricket and not in the middle of April when it's still 13 degrees outside. Um, and, and also, yeah, just, just they, yeah. it rewards like your 80 mile an hour steam bowlers and it makes batters focus on playing out 80 mile an hour steam bowlers. So you show up and you show up at a spin friendly pitch in India or a bounce friendly pitch in Australia. What are you going to do? You don't know how to bat no, against it. You've never practiced that, it. That is, that is true. And I mean, the uh, entire English county championship can be summed up in two words. Okay, wait for it. You ready? Yeah. Darren Stevens. <laughs> 45-year-old man picking up six was left, right, and center. Sums up the entire yeah. county championship. Um, I'm honestly just... Uh, yeah, I think the only surprising thing was that he wasn't in an Ashes squad. <laughs> that's very true. So, um, England's meme with the Ashes has ended. Well, their men's yes. meme with the Ashes has ended. We don't know how the women's is going to end. But they're, they're, they're definitely going to put up a better fight than Joe Root and his men. Um, but if I were England move, moving forward, I'd probably get rid of Kristen Wood because I don't think... Well, at least as, as chief selector, you can keep him on as coach. But I think as chief selector, you got to get rid of him. Um, I and have a selection like, committee in place. I don't think that makes any sense. I'm sorry. Because he's just going to back whoever he likes. Maybe, maybe not. But I feel like, you know, all the calls for like for the coach to be sacked the captain to be sacked whatever like it's not going to make a difference like england are going to be this bad in australia until they change all that's wrong with their whole setup like that's you, true. you it's not like they would have won this series if stuart broad was captain and andy flower was coach like it's not, nothing would have changed no, no no nothing would have changed and you i mean you could see the struggles throughout the year because you've seen them in india where they really really struggled in in Albeit quite trying conditions at times. Uh, I'm not going to say they were those three games that they lost were any easy. But I think they suffered in Chennai on a pitch that was a bit bit dicey. They suffered in Ahmedabad on a wicket that, with the pink ball, became dicey. And then in the third game of that, in the fourth game of that series in Ahmedabad, they really struggled on a decent wicket. Yeah, um, I mean, but it's also England players playing in India has always been a. Largely been a catastrophe over the last 20 years, apart from one famous series. So that's not that much of a surprise. But actually, I suppose you say the same thing about Australia. England players failing in Australia has been true since God knows when, apart since from God one knows, famous series. Well, well since 2010-11, since when they won the Ashes. But even since before 20, that, they used to be quite... No, no, they, were used, not, they used to be shit on their tours. It's yeah. that's literally that one series they won. No, well, I'm not saying no. But the thing is, the big difference between those tours throughout the 90s, right? Where you look back, they've won test matches. Okay, maybe they haven't won the series. But they haven't got obliterated inside the space of like the blink of an eye. I mean, they lost the Ashes in 11 days. <laughs> 11 days. They literally, were it not for that fourth test being rain-affected, this would have been another white wash. Yeah, for sure. And, I mean, they were so poor, it's unbelievable. And the thing is, it goes back to the two, that the breakup of Andy Flower's great side, which was a great side. Um, I mean, you don't win in both England and Australia. Uh, sorry, in India and Australia, if you're not a good side. Yeah, for sure. You know, but that's so, like, that side was much better. Much. Better. No, absolutely. But you still have people from that side. I mean, Joe Root made his debut in that series in India. Um, you had people like James Anderson, Stuart Broad, are still there from that team. Um, 
So you're looking at it and thinking from that point forward, they have played 15 test matches in Australia and they have lost 13 of them. Yeah. Zero That's wins in 10 years. Zero wins. And to be honest, it would have been one draw when Alistair Cook decided to back to the Kingdom come in Melbourne on the last tour. Um, had it not been for rain in Sydney, they would have lost that as well and it would have been another white one. Yeah. So, I think they've struggled. They've consistently struggled in Australia. Um, I'm not saying it's easy to win in Australia, but India proved that it can be done. And forget easy to win. It's not easy to win, but you should be able to compete. You should be able to put up a show where it's like, okay, we're not completely outlast. Like you said, this is not a great Aussie side. It's not like you're Warren, uh, Steve Hoyer with like McGrath and Warren and that crazy batting lineup. This side is doesn't really match that. This side should not be beating any C team 4-0 or 5-0. It's not that good. But England show up and they're, they're genuinely that bad. But that's... that's uh, English cricket, as I feel, their test cricket is at its lowest point it's ever been in a long, long time. Maybe since the late 90s, when they literally dropped, dropped to the bottom of the test rankings. Um, but they, they just about competed with India at home. We're still ahead in that series, mind you. Right? And even then, the ones... The, you look at that test series, the first test India should have won, it was it got rained out. India won two of the other three tests and the only time England have won a test is when it was a green top and a rainy, cloudy day in Leeds. It, it's, it's like there are only specific conditions, even at home, that help England win. That help England win. Every time it gets a little bit flat, they don't have the players to deal with it. Anyway, that's the ashes for you. Um, England's absolutely meme-worthy tour. Um, and it can be headlined by two things, of course. Um, why am I thinking of Joe Denley for some reason? Um, <laughs> uh, no, Rory Burns <laughs> losing his leg stump on the opening ball, and Joe Root getting hit in the in in in, in the in the crown jewels about fifteen times. Fair play to him to be able to laugh with Mitchell Stark about it every time, <laughs> every time. Anyway, uh, that's the ashes for you. Title of the year. No, I have to do this once because it's just yeah, one on. little one, one on, more dig to take. Sorry, sorry, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, one sec before you do that. Start of the year sponsored by Chopta Chidinho. <laughs> Whenever he does come back on the pod, we need to we need to give context for that. But yes, um, yeah. So England have a, 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 a England's long-standing record for de- ducks in a year was fifty-four. Going into the last test of the of the series, they were so sorry. Last test of the year, they were so close. They finished on 50. 50 ducks in the entirety of twenty twenty one. No, they tied the record. They finished on fifty four. You're forgetting the MCG. Did they, finish test on they finished on fifty four. You've got that wrong. I don't think they tied the record. They tied the record. No, they tied the I record. Don't think they, did. they tied the record. I was watching that game. They tied the record. I'm pretty sure they fell like one or two wickets short. They tied the record. Oh, no, you're right. Sorry. I'm checking. Yeah. England I'm scored a record. You, what that game? They record tied the record. There we go. Okay. Sorry. Well, let's, let's, let's start over. Start of the year, sponsored by Chopta Chudinho. England have a record of 54 ducks in test cricket in, in a single year. They matched that record in 2021. On that very happy note, it is time to move into our favorite segment. It's the 2021 Cricket Awards from No Balls Cricket. Uh, our, our whole year roundup in in meme format. 
in absolute meme format. Okay, where do we begin? Where do we begin? Let's start with our favorite batsman of the year. Favorite batters of the year. Favorite batting of the year. And the award goes to, drumroll please. England's batters in Australia. England's batters in general. 54 ducks over yes. the year. Um, a meme-worthy piss-poor performance across form, uh, sorry, across test cricket from India to playing at home against New Zealand and uh, and India. And then, of course, the, I mean, the just disaster that was the first three games of the Ashes, which they ended up losing inside 11 days and handing five first to Jai Richardson on a comeback and Scott Boland on test debut. <laughs> Scott Boland, the hero of Melbourne. Um, I think all of this, though, best summed up by Johnny Best of being completely worked over by Akshay Patel in India. Um, and yeah, um, somehow Bestow ends up with being the only Englishman to score a century in that season. In uh, in Australia, yeah. <laughs> in the Ashes. So, um, yeah. he wins the award for best of the shittest. So, congratulations, Johnny <laughs> Bestow. Um, right. Favorite bowling performance of the year. Also won by an England yeah. cricketer. We're gonna stick, yeah, we're going to stick with England. Joe Root. Yeah, Joe Root. <laughs> Five for seven against India and Ahmedabad. What a performance. He's still their number one spinner in test cricket. No matter what Jack Leach has to say about himself. Outbold Moen Ali. The great spin hope. I kind of feel bad for Moen Ali, but yeah. Outbold Moen Ali. So, England win the award for batting of the year. They also win the award for best batting collapse of the year. Getting bowled out for under <laughs> 100 in both innings in Ahmedabad. Losing a match inside two days. Um, that was ingenious. That was just brilliant to watch. Um, so, again, congratulations to England for being the shittest batting team on the planet. May you carry on your grand tradition of being rubbish. Um, <laughs> right. Now, on to some more fun stuff, shall we? Let's go for it. Moving away from England. Our inaugural no-balls cricket, because it's our one-year anniversary, our inaugural no-balls cricket, Stump Mike Awards. And we have two winners. Number one. I'll let you... I'll let you... Actually, you want to do, you want to do the second one? I'll do the second okay. one. <laughs> In which case, the first one goes to Rishabh Pant, who has been regaling us with tunes left, right and centre while... Uh, while behind the stumps. Well, I say regaling us with tunes. It's literally just one tune, quite often. <laughs> and, and then, of course, the howl. The, the wolf. There's the wolf howl. But Rishabh Pant. But the, the most Stump, famous I... is, 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 the, is his Spider-Man song. The Desi Spider-Man. Desi Spider-Man. And, and still, a year later, it feels like yesterday. Um, it was during the famous Gabba test, obviously, which India won. Um, Washington Sundar was bowling and Rishabh Pant is like, Washi, web pickle, web. And then he just starts singing, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Tune Churaya Mere Dil Ka Chain. Like, everybody knows that song. <laughs> I mean, all of India knew what he was doing. The rest of the world had no. Yeah, so the world had no. Well, no, not all of India. Any Indian that's grown up in the 1990s knew that song because it was yeah. just so rubbish. Yeah. Um, yes. And nobody else did. But uh, they see Spider-Man, Rishabh Pant, he literally wins the <laughs> award. Um, our first ever Stump Mike Award. The second one is an all-around good guy, the only Aussie that we actually like. His name is... Take it away. Manus Labushain. 
Oh, Manus, well played. <laughs> and that's not somebody speaking to Manus. That is Manus speaking that's to Manus. That's Manus speaking to Manus. Honestly, he's the first Australian cricketer I've li- liked in a really long time. I think it's Brett Lee and then it's Manus Labashin. Yep, yep. Also, um, <clears throat> comment of the year, still, all those months later, goes to Tim Payne. To be fair, that's a 2020 comment, not a 2021. No, it was 21. Yeah. It was Sydney, mate. Sydney was the New Year's test. Sydney was the New Year's test. You're right. 2021. Huh. Okay. It's 2021. Honor- comment of the year. Honorary Stump Mike Award. Then, to, to, Honorary Stump Mike Award, number three. Comment of the year goes to Tim Payne and his GABA comment. His, 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 famous test, his famous sledge to Ravi Ashwin saying, we'll see you at the GABA. And then we'll knock you over, and then they got knocked over. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then Tim Payne never played a single test match after it. Whose fault is that? I wonder. Anyway. Uh, his, <laughs> his trigger finger on his on his sexting phone. Yeah. Moving on, moving on. The last set of awards that we have for the New Year's, well, the twenty twenty one review, is one for all our panelists. We have yes. our first ever No Balls Cricket Moment of the Year award. We need a we we need Ian back on this. Back we do need Ian back on this. So when he comes, we can actually present him a sheriff's gold star. Well, let's just give him the bloody cheese crackers. <laughs> Wait, hang on. <laughs> hang on, hang on. <laughs> anyway, uh, for those of, for anyone who hasn't watched, who has no idea what we're talking about, our moment of the year for for Ian at least is Ian signing off of an episode by saying by holding up a chips packet and saying "Say cheese." On that very happy note, it is time to end. If you are watching us on <laughs> YouTube, please like, share, subscribe, and. Don't forget support. to say cheese. <laughs> I, I meant to say hit the ghanta button, the bell button, the bell icon, whatever you want to call it. Really, uh, cheese. Say cheese. And please, uh, because apparently, remember. apparently we are taking photos. We have FBI powers. Yeah. Um, that was a packet of cheese. It's not even regular chips. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Ian's signature sign-off saying cheese. Um, <clears throat> has become part of No Balls Cricket's outro essentially for the last year since that comment. So, Dr. Ian Jagan, winner of the first ever Comment of the Year Award, Moment of the Year for No Balls Cricket. And on that very happy note, it is time to end. We move on. <laughs> we do have to pay one last very special No Balls yeah, Cricket. We do. Before, before we do that, we have to give a very special No Balls tribute. You are right. It is a No Balls Cricket Genius Achievement Award for <laughs> well, basically being the reason this pod exists. Yeah, just basically being the reason this pod exists. I will try. I will take you back to grainy footage and uh, no video to the year 2018. Three gentlemen are sitting in a living room in India watching the test match between Sri Lanka and the West Indies. And one gentleman who's playing that test match. Sri Lanka and South Africa, I beg your pardon. 
Sri Lanka and South Africa. And one gentleman bowling loopy off spinners with a bit of a funny round arm whippy action decides that he's going to pick two wickets off no balls. And guess what we decide to call ourselves? The No Balls Cricket Podcast. The, so the, the reason, reason we are who we are. The reason that we have been named is because of a man who has just announced his international retirement. Dilruan Pereira, we salute you. On that very happy note, it is now time to end. Thank you all very much for watching. I am not going to sign off. We are not doing that anymore. I'm just going to hold the cheese packet in front. <laughs> Say cheese. Tasty. Light and tasty. <laughs> That's our show, guys. Have fun. Bye, guys. If you're watching No Balls Cricket on YouTube, please remember to like, share and subscribe. And also click on the bell icon to remain notified of all our upcoming videos. And if you're listening to us on any of these audio platforms, we are available on Spotify, Podcast Addict, Google Podcasts, Anchor and Apple Podcasts as well.